You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Uh, welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Today we're going to discuss, are you guys diagnosing yourself by Googling what you have and getting uh, a little bit deeper into figuring out, is that a good idea or a bad idea? As always with me is Timothy Mayer. Uh, what are your thoughts on that when people are diagnosing themselves and coming into the office and saying, I have OCD, I have paranoid personality disorder, and what, what's your take on it? <laughs> I mean, I, th I think that it's, uh, um, it, it could be helpful, like, right off the bat, right? Like, as people come in and they say this and that, the other thing. So um, it, 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 it's a little bit helpful for me because I want to hear more about that. Um, but also, I think... Um, a lot of the times that that's not actually the case. Um, right. I, I, I think it's easy for us to uh, over pathologize ourselves. Um, and and I, I think there's a lot of misconception out there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think a, a lot of the times, I mean, as you, you know, this whole expression about like, I'm so OCD about this, right? Like, I mean, I feel mm -hmm. like <clears throat> that that's been so overused in, in many different ways, but, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon nowadays, especially as people are more educated about mental health as you know, people are Googling everything, social media, you know, stigma free things that people are beginning to be more and more curious about their mental state. Uh, and it's only natural for them, uh, for everybody to start either Googling or just like figuring out what it is that they potentially are struggling with. And most importantly, at least my hope, most importantly, is how to address it and what to do about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I hear quite often calling in and say, like, I was Googling and here's my diagnosis. And I was doing some more Googling and I figured out that dialectical behavior therapy is really the way to address my personality disorder, which again, it, it to your point, I think earlier, it does definitely give me an indication about where the person finds themselves and what are some of the challenges because obviously if you're reading symptoms or if you're reading a description and you're saying it, it often I hear I hear this <clears throat> pretty frequently so like wow I was reading this paragraph about this and this disorder and I just saw myself there mm -hmm. so I think it, mm -hmm. it does bring a lot of relief to some people to be able to kind of see themselves in something to organize like, oh my God, I never knew that all these kind of different things that I'm experiencing, this behavior, this thought, this feeling are actually all part of one thing. I'll, I don't want to take too much uh, of, of this time, but how I, I do kind of want to give an example to our listeners that, that I just think really crystallizes this point about where back in the day I used to help run some OCD groups. And I remember one gentleman was coming in and said, like, I looked up some of the symptoms that I had of, of OCD, some obsessions and compulsions that I've done and how much they got in the way of my life. And I found myself in a state of such relief mm -hmm. that I finally can understand what is going on. And then I Googled places in the area and then you guys came up so i <clears throat> i came to see you about this issue it was just such a such a relief for that individual to be able to see to call and kind of um <clears throat> to kind of move forward so there's definitely um a benefit to that but i do wonder tim if you have some thoughts on like what happens if people are too rigid about it or coming in and starts like almost like having a discussion with you about like what to diagnose what not to diagnose how do you i mean how do you see that yeah, so so I, I I think that 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 there's two sides of the coin, right? On, on one side, the 
potentially the the beneficial side is for people to be able to kind of learn more, you know, ab about different different diagnoses and, and maybe see themselves in it in order to kind of inform treatment and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, learn that, you know, oh, I, I'm not alone in this experience. It's actually very common, yada, yada, yada. All that is it, it is really, really great. Um, but then the other side of the coin, I, I, I think that there's a there, there there's a few things that things that go along with it, right? I think it is um, potentially a little problematic if if you're reading the description of of a mental health diagnosis and and you might see uh, a part of it kind of fits you, mm -hmm. and then I I think that it's easy for people to kind of take on that almost like uh, that label or that identity. And then that might even be making things a little bit worse, right? Uh, just as an example, uh, a, a few folks have come in, they say, I definitely have borderline personality disorder. And I say, mm -hmm. okay, like what, like what makes you say that? And they say, oh, like I'm kind of like this and that and the other thing. Um, and I, I kind of take a step back and I, and I sort of wonder, um, is is that in in one way or another a, a, a self fulfilling prophecy, or is this like truly actually like borderline personality disorder? So I think um, I think that there could actually be a, be be some drawbacks to kind of like over pathologizing and and over diagnosing ourselves. Um, something could be quote unquote normal, and we might be seeing it as a problem, and then therefore it becomes a problem because right. of the way that we're experiencing it. You know. Yeah, no, I absolutely hear you. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought up this kind of personality structure slash disorder <clears throat> example, because for for anybody who's in mental health and potentially for some of our listeners, uh, we know if you look at through the, the DSM and take a look at all the personality disorders, everybody has a particular personality structure that they can resonate with. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel like you're avoidant and just don't want to hang out. And you might start thinking that you have some sort of an avoidant personality disorder. Or if sometimes your mood fluctuates, it goes up and down for many different reasons, uh, you might think, oh my God, maybe I, maybe I have more borderline. Or if sometimes you like to be the center of attention, one might think that you're histrionic or narcissistic or something like that. Right? Like, but I, I think the most important thing is to, yes, educate yourself. Yes, please read. Please inform yourself about you know, how mental health plays out for, uh, for different people, including yourself. But also just be cautious. Two things that I always tell the clients that I work with is is your experience creating significant internal distress mm -hmm. and or does it cause some sort of interference in your life? I think those two basic pillars would give some people suggestions, at least what to look for, whether your experience is actually having that impact. And remember, uh, <clears throat> areas of functioning uh, are something like your relationship with your work, relationship with your family, relationship with your friends. Right? Like, does it get in the way? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and I think that's, I think that's a big uh, question that nobody really thinks when they're when they're diagnosing themselves, right? They, you know, it's right. it, it, it's so easy to yeah. I mean, the in in my one um, psychopathology class where where you know you, you first learned about all the diagnoses, mm -hmm. uh, the professor and I'm, and I'm happy that that she did this. She was like, you're gonna go through this book, the the DSM, and you're gonna find yourself like everywhere. Right. And then like everyone kind of chuckles because it's like, because like we've already done it and it's so true. Right. But like, yeah, like, you know, like, like we all have these, you know, like we could fall into a little bit of this category, a little bit of that category, but the main criterion in every single one of them is like, does it cause like severe, um, uh, to, to severely inhibit your functioning? Right. 
Right, 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 right. That impairment is really the, right. the key, whether regular functioning or some sort of disorder. Right. And it, I don't know, I, I, I think that it's, it's, it's almost like a little bit enticing for us to like, find labels and kind of see where we fit and sort of like, uh, put put a name to this experience that we have, which which is fine and, and, and fair. But when we take that extra step, and we're sort of like slapping diagnoses on on, on ourselves or each other, um, there there could be those the, those those negatives that, that come from it. Um, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, like, oh, my, my brother is so bipolar. Right. <laughs> I asked, I was like, what does bipolar mean? Like, ah, oh, you know, one minute he's happy, the next minute he's he's so angry. Right. And then I say, oh, okay. And like, of, of course, we know that that isn't bipolar, right? But, right. but bipolar sort of has very clear depressive and manic episodes. And right. They last a long time and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's almost like there's the uh, like by the book clinical diagnoses, and then there's like the like the the pop culture or uh, you know in our in our culture sort of diagnoses that we talk that we think we know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, when I'm hearing people say that to me when they're calling in, you know, what I try to do is uh, look past it a little bit and to kind of just notice that the person is in obvious some sort of distress if they're googling if they're trying to find out what they have they're they're obviously to some degree something is not functioning completely to to what they would mm-hmm. like so i i typically try to follow up with like okay even if that's the situation like how does it get in the way what's been going on for you or is this distressing for you in any way uh and that really gives me a much clearer picture about what uh you know the client and myself want to focus on yeah. So question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Sure. <laughs> do you think people should or should not? I know that, that that's very all or nothing or black or white, but do you think people should or should not Google their uh, perceived mental health symptoms and, uh, and, and going down that rabbit hole? I think my short answer is yes, with a small caveat of when you see yourself in something, ask yourself the question of whether it's significantly distressing to you on a consistent basis and or does it get in the way within your everyday functioning. Like that to me is is really because if you see yourself, sometimes you get sad for a day or two. Well, that doesn't necessarily, it's notice even the wording major depressive, right? Like, so that means there's major, it's a lot of it consistently for a while. Like just, just be mindful of the fact that you might find yourself in a lot of things that you read. I'm sure in medical school, all the students are being told the same thing. You know, once you start looking through all the diagnoses, I'm sure you'll find something that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for us, it's, it's very similar. So that's kind of my sh- short answer to it is yes, with the caveat not to buy in 100% with whatever you see and notice whether it's causing any level of interference. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna put something else on the table that I sure. that I hear a lot. I hear people say, you know, I have depression or I have anxiety, mm. and and that's always such an interesting one for me, right? Because anxiety and uh, feeling depressed are two feelings, right? Like I I can feel anxious and right. I can feel depressed, right? So. So the the way that it's spoken about in our culture or or whatever you want to call it, um, it's more so of a label than a feeling, and it and it it it, it sort of starts to get into the quote unquote like like diagnose ish area. So 
I guess I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about like, what are your thoughts about that? Right. It's like, like, like people aren't saying like, I have major depression or I have generalized anxiety disorder. They say I have depression and anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I thank you for bringing it up. It's, it's such an important topic that a lot of people call in to me uh, when I'm hearing that, especially if there's a, I don't even know how to put it into words. If there's like investment, feels like an emotional investment in saying I'm just a depressive or I'm depressed or and I'm anxious. It, you're putting yourself into this box. And to me, therapy mm-hmm. is oftentimes a lot harder because not only do we need to figure out what to do with your sadness and your fear, we also have to almost undo this label and create something different where at this point in time, you might experience feelings of anxiety, but there's a path forward. When I hear like, oh yeah, I've been depressed for like 10, 15 years. To me, it's such a heavy label. And to be able to talk about it openly to say, hey, listen, you know that label that you put on yourself, you know, how could we see it differently? Could we some sort of subscribe it to a particular time in your life so that we can have a different identity? Because these mental health issues become identities because it's in our head, right? It's what we think. And most of us identify with the thoughts and the feelings that come up. So if I'm a depressive, that's kind of how I'm going to see the world. And treatment here and there could work, but that's my identity. You know, to change mm-hmm. that identity and that emotional investment in how you see it, that's really, that's really to me, is a big part of the work. Yeah. And, and so, so really what you just said, I think, hits the nail on the head for that other side of the coin mm-hmm. thing that I mentioned before, right? Like there are definitely good aspects of learning more about ourselves and Googling and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. But, that, but yeah, I, I think you said it absolutely perfectly. The other side of that coin could actually be far more detrimental because once we start identifying as quote unquote anxious or quote unquote down or depressed, then yeah, we'll, we'll, we will become that, which is kind of the opposite of what we want to have happen. Right, right, exactly. And it's sort of, and treatment has to <clears throat> at least address that concern because I, I find once there's an identity like this, these quote unquote conversations about improvement are going to bounce right, right off this identity because mm-hmm. then I'm changing not only the symptoms or the feelings, I'm changing identity from let's say hopeless to hopeful. And that's, as you know, that's a huge jump. That's a huge reinvestment on one's energy from feeling X to then defining yourself as, let's say, more optimistic or something like that, or realistic or whatever the case may be. That's really the work. I, I, I think the reason why <laughs> the reason why I'm, I'm thinking so much about this is because, um, I mean, it might sound silly, but mm-hmm. like this, this kind of does have a big impact on people. The story that that they're telling themselves, and and I don't know, I if if anyone out there is, is listening that is you know kind of the um, the, the the Google diagnoser right, right. and has and has noticed that they've done it and has felt perhaps more poorly because of it. I don't know. I guess I'm just hoping that people can take a little bit of a step back and and uh, you know maybe 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 rethink that that label that they put on themselves. Yeah, no, absolutely, and at least just to kind of maybe piggyback on that a little bit, just to be able to say, okay, maybe I'm sad in these circumstances or during this time, and maybe I'm feeling content in these times, and maybe, you know, God forbid, I'm enjoying (laughs) sometimes in my life as well, just to kind of see that there's a variability to how we feel and just being able to step back and say, okay, I'm a person that experiences a lot of different feelings, and of course, we're not talking people out of seeking treatment what they need to, but notice that there's Mm -hmm. a there's a person sort of 
beyond the feelings that you're experiencing. And of course, if there's some prolonged feeling that you're experiencing on a consistent basis, obviously reach out to a mental health provider, but just begin to notice that there's variability in how you feel. There's a you and then there's a feeling. There's a you and then there's a thought. Uh, when we're fusing those things, that's where oftentimes problems start. I, I, I think you said it perfectly. And, 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 and I think with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, if, if anyone does have any questions, you, you can always reach out to a mental health professional th themselves and, sure. you know, get schedule a session. And I think, you know, perhaps even having this in-depth conversation with someone about these things, um, that in and of itself may be very, very helpful. Um, right. And, and as always, if, if anyone has any questions for us, they, you guys can always reach out to us at our, our social medias or our, or our, or email or anything like that. Um, I, I've, I've heard a lot about, about this. Mm -hmm. um, if, if any, if any listeners have any questions or comments or thoughts, uh, we, we'd love to hear them and, and we'll pick back up with them with another episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just maybe to, to wrap up this, this idea here, again, as cliche as it sounds, it's, it's, it's balance, right? Like walking around with doing no introspection, no Googling, mm -hmm. no interest in mental health, you're obviously oblivious to some of the challenges that you might be having. On the other hand, of course, if all you do is you Google and you identify yourself and you say, I'm a depressive, I'm a this, I'm an OCD, I'm that, obviously, then you get too stuck in your quote unquote problems and therefore you're also limiting your improvement. So as with anything, please, to, from my end at least, please Google, please learn more about your mental health, but also with the grain of salt that to allow that feelings can change, thoughts can change, uh, <clears throat> and, and therefore really not like losing yourself in all these diagnoses, but read them, see if you could relate to something. If you feel like you want to address reach out to somebody in your area for some mental health, even a consultation. Like a lot of the times people just call in, um, as you know, Tim, since you, you do that as well, like maybe just even to get some information, Hey, this is maybe what's going on. And a, a big part of what I do sometimes is not only just like schedule people at the practice. I sometimes give resources like, Hey, just want to maybe do a little bit more research here. Or, Hey, maybe you want to call there. Or, hey, it sounds like you're looking more for like a comprehensive evaluation rather than psychotherapy treatment. Or maybe it sounds Sounds like maybe medication is really the best way to go just to kind of have that initial consultation to see whether you even need to address certain things. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes people come in and, and I say, listen, I mean, I hear that there's some stressors in this, this, that, and the other, but it sounds like you're handling it really well. And you're not really telling me a lot of the things that are going on are really distressing or interfering. I, I just think you're a well-adjusted human and just sometimes feel down and sometimes feel anxious and that's okay too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to take that point and, and sum it up a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's easy for me to forget that, that all this stuff is confusing, right? <laughs> right? Right. It's, right. it's easy for, 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 for you and me to, to conceptualize right. these things, but uh, taking a step back and realizing that like, yeah, all this, all this mental health stuff and feelings and diagnoses and things that you read on the internet, it's all really, really confusing. So with as confusing as it all is, I don't know, kind of just reminding everyone like, take a step back and, and, and don't, don't jump down the rabbit hole too quickly. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know we're wrapping up, but I just kind of given what you said, just want to jump in there and say a lot of times people apply kind of a medical mindset mm -hmm. to mental health. So get phone calls like, 
I've been diagnosed with major depressive disorder, and I'm looking for cognitive behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral <laughs> therapy only. And not to knock down cognitive behavioral therapy, it's 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 a fantastic approach. However, they and then sometimes the follow-up question is, well, do you think dialectical behavior therapy would be helpful, or should I only mm -hmm. stick to cognitive behavioral therapy? Right? Like, if you're putting on your medical brain, and if you feel like you have a disorder, right? Obviously, you want to know is treatment A or treatment B more effective. But in mental health. Health, a lot of the approaches kind of bleed into each other. Sometimes it's just rephrasing of particular things, especially close kissing cousins like CBT and DBT, right? Like you probably do both where you could have a therapist that focuses more on one than the other or vice versa. It's just, just a word of caution. Just be open to how mental health works. It's not as black and white as some of the medical diagnoses are. And there's lots of different approaches that's been shown to work. Absolutely. It's, it's not that cut and dry. It's, right. it's, it's complicated. Um, and as anyone sort of outside of the field looking in, I think it's easy to sort of assume that it's kind of like a one-to-one, -one, um, but just a little FYI for everyone out there. Um, it isn't that cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you find yourself Googling, Google away, just don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I want to I want to thank everyone for, for tuning in to, to this week's episode. Um, as always, it's the last session of the day with the site guide and we will we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Take care, guys. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about or hope to hear on the show, please message us on Facebook or Twitter at last session of the day with the site guys, or send us an email at lastsessionotd at lukeandcenter.com. Hope to hear from you soon and tune in next week for another engaging episode. This has been the last session of the day with the site guys. See you next time.